When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Thanks so much for tuning to it. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. Director Matthew in the house as always. Hope you had a good Easter weekend. Obviously the news was not good today as we learned that uh, Mims has decided to stay at Georgia. And that is frustrating, obviously. Uh, Irish Chappelle is going to join us this hour when I ask him his thoughts on that. News of the day, obviously, and he uh, um, said to me early on this morning, I'll, I'll talk to you guys today at 2.30. I'm, I'm here to own it and talk about it, so we'll do just that at, at 2.30. Uh, that news is uh, bad news for Florida State because that would have solved an awful lot of problems. And uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's an area of pressing need. It has been for some time. It's what makes it all the more disappointing. doesn't matter the reasons, although... I think people want particulars as best as uh, he'll be able to give them. Uh, but the bottom line is you still have a need there now, and so we'll see if Florida State is uh, diving right back into that portal because uh, hopefully there's another guy out there. He won't be as high profile for sure, uh, but you still need to get a guy. Yeah, if I'm one of the backup tackles on this roster, my ass is in the jackpot. That's what I'm thinking, man, because they saw the presentation, the way everything was rolled out for Lloyd. Or Sorry, nope, that was a Freudian slip. Not Lloyd. Freudian slip. Definitely not Lloyd. Yeah. For Amarius, that they're thinking, ooh, boy, they, I guess they're they're believing I mean, in the coaches' Lloyd, offices. They have a real need here. Well, Lloyd knows damn well he didn't do anything this spring. I mean, he was out there getting his ass kicked every day. He knows. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I I think while you're in flux like this, you got to expect that uh, the, the staff is going to do everything they can, especially when big time talents become available. Um, I suppose you're relieved maybe in a weird way if you're one of those players at that position that it didn't come through, that it, that the reports turned out not to be, uh, or not come to fruition. Uh, but, but I mean, I, everybody else I would think is like, well, I understand what we're doing here. Uh, we did go five and seven last year. You got an effort to turn that around and turn I, it around quickly. I can't wait for you. I can't wait for you to get there. I, I would love for you to get there, and maybe you will, but I can't wait for it. So I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to say this again. And I, if you missed last hour, we talked about this um, in the first segment, and I gave you my thoughts on this. I think a lot of things happened that led to this 
where he decided to pull his name out of the portal and stay at Georgia. And some of those things are completely unforeseen and really, quite frankly, quite literally tragic. And that's, you know, and there are more important things than football. I'm well aware of that. But I, I do think that Mike Norvell may be one of the most unlucky coaches in the history of coaching. It's unreal. It's unreal. I, I cited Winston Wright's situation, which is uh, a different deal, but nonetheless awful. Uh, you're trying to fill positions of incredible need, and you've got guys lined up, in some cases, uh, arriving on campus, practicing with the team, ready to go, and then you have an ugly situation. Luckily, nobody died in that situation with Winston Wright, but it's it's an ugly car accident, and that affects his football future and thus affects Florida State's football future, and it's more important that he be okay. I get all that. We're all grown-ups here. We understand that. But at the same time, if you're just talking about Florida State football, man, I mean, every time you look up, you're like, really? Okay. Now that's going to happen. It's, 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 and he can't say that, and he shouldn't. Hopefully he's not walking around feeling like the, um, you know, that, that something's going to fall from the sky. But I, I, I know the fan base feels that way. I know I feel that way. I yeah, feel like I mean, I, 95%. Of, of the equation here has been just, wow, oh, so that's going to happen. You know, yeah. If you take the entirety of his tenure with sure fiery speech, yeah, timing and all that COVID, stuff. COVID, yeah. bam, you know. But then the other 5% is stuff like Jacksonville State, you know. Like that's where it's like, Oh, man, I'm not saying there are, haven't man, been mistakes. Yeah, I'm not saying there haven't been mistakes. You win that game, who knows what that class looks like. You know, maybe it looks a little bit better. Maybe that, maybe those one or two players that push, uh, pushes uh, the 50-50 battle to 51-49 for us. But – overwhelmingly so, you're right. I'm thinking, man, this guy's Job over here. They're just going to get hit again and again and again. You better have the patience of. Uh, I'll just tell you because, I, I mean, at this point, uh, you're going to – you still have to go back in there. I mean, you, you know, you can't have the mentality that we're talking about right now. It can't be that, and I doubt it is. I'm, I'm sure it's not. But you have to know that we, we got to that end, got to get some players in here that can be plug-and-play right now. That camp told us that. I mean, the camp said, we're good here, we're better here, we're improving here, but we need this now. So I'm very curious to see uh, what they do in the coming days in the transfer portal. Obviously, more and more names come out, and you kind of sit back and hope that uh, you're in a position to make a move. Now, that was the other thing that we addressed last hour, is that despite the bitter disappointment and frustration and anger that uh, a lot of people feel right now, I get all that, it was good to know, and it is good to know, that aspects of the new uh, elements of recruiting are in place. I mean, I think I think we learned that. I think we did learn that. And uh, obviously, you know, wording matters, and we get all that. But I, I, I'm comfortable knowing that Florida State is in a position to react quickly when the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, I don't. You know, we're not Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. I don't know that we can do that with any class for the foreseeable future. Um, but if there's somebody that we need to secure and multiple people that we need to secure, I feel better about that now. I just wish it was post fact with Mims as the first, you know, so, first reason that you would you would be pointing there. And yeah, somebody will be, but it ain't gonna be him now. So, well, when you talk about how it is that you end up, so think so, so a very strange, strange day and a strange weekend. But if you think about both sides of the equation. So you think about Florida State. A kid of that caliber does indeed enter the transfer portal. So, oh my lucky day. 
you got a guy in a position of need who you have a working relationship with thanks to the way that you recruited him when he was coming out of high school. You know that your offensive line coach really made inroads with he and his family. If you don't believe that, then I would ask you why it was that he entered the transfer portal in his first visit and only visit was to Florida State. So that's not debatable, that the relationship was good, the connection the connection was there. So they, they come to visit. There's video footage of that. Obviously, all the sites had the footage of the young man arriving and meeting Mike Norvell and the war chant blaring, shaking hands outside the hotel, the whole situation, right? So, okay, that's, that's a positive sign that you have your ducks in a row. You've made contact. You've convinced them to make a visit. They've arrived. We hear what we do. Ira reports on warchant.com that it, he's coming to Florida State, that he's going to come to Florida State. And given Ira's sterling reputation in this career, that of journalism, you say, okay, you know, I don't think he would have felt comfortable reporting that had he not done his due diligence. I'm going to trust that he did, and I still do. And therefore, we're going to conduct the rest of the show on that day, that Thursday, as it's going to happen. Now, fast forward. It doesn't happen. And you feel absolutely like every time there's a player of major influence, potentially major influence of your team, five-star, Travis Hunter being the first time this happened, where you begin to get this gut punch, this feeling that you're cursed, even though there's no such thing as curses. So you're sitting there thinking, well, man, what? am I ever going to love again? Am I ever going to be free to love again? Am I ever going to trust again? Am I ever going to trust uh, Warchan again? Plenty of people right now will say no. Am I ever going to trust that we're going to get a great player? Plenty of people right now will say, eh, I doubt it. You know, there, am I ever going to trust Mike Norvell and staff? No. Am I ever going to trust it? There are plenty of people right now that the answer to that question is no. No, I'm not. Because we keep getting running kicks to the cojones. Now, there are other circumstances to consider. There are a lot of things that happen. And some of them are very delicate as it pertains to this young man specifically. Because we do know that a teammate of his and a friend of his, unfortunately, in a tragic car accident, passed. And I don't know if ultimately that was the reason for him to return and decide to stay at Georgia. I I don't know that. I have not asked the young man that. I haven't asked his family that. He hasn't stated anything publicly. But I'm capable of connecting the dots. And it would seem to me that that had an influence. And how could it not? How could it not? I'm not here to cast dispersions or anything like that. I'm just saying, how could it not? It is an impossible thing to predict. And project. I mean, right? That's. An, I mean, who, who? Nobody walks around life doing that. So they I, will now. Well, I mean, what they'll do is what I said, going all the way back to uh, signing day, which is, I just, I, I don't, <laughs> I won't allow myself to believe that if I really like a kid, any kid, Marvin Jones Jr. was my guy. That was my guy that I cared. I didn't even Travis Hunter. That would have been great. Everybody said that that was like the be all end all, but Travis Hunter's a corner. You know, I mean, I love corners, and that's great, but he's a corner. I'm Marvin Jones guy. I wanted Marvin Jones Jr. I thought that a legacy guy, we're going to – we've got to pull out all the stops. We've got to get that kid. Heartbroken about that. Didn't happen. Yeah, I I wonder if our infrastructure for the benefits packages that are, of course, not inducing but post-fact. But now in place. Yeah, I wonder if that might have been enough 
to to maybe you know secure. But here's the great thing about I college. Mean, here's I, the great thing about college football these days. I don't know. Yeah, you might you might be here in two years. You never know. Well, and that is the part about what coaches have to be able to do: internalize and kind of all right. Moving on, on to the next, on to the next, because you can't afford to be embittered. You can't afford to certainly say anything publicly that is besmirching of the young man. You can't do any of that stuff because not only are you hopeful that down the line you might have an opportunity to bring that kid in here if he's disgruntled or unhappy for any reason at the locale of choice, but also you got to do that with your own roster. You can never take for granted that the kid you did uh, went over the first time around that he won't decide that he's a little unhappy and seeking greener pastures. So you're constantly having to re-recruit. We talk about this a lot these days. It is a it is a very very difficult um, thing to to to, to kind of get a handle on, uh, but it's also not it's also not something to ignore. So you're just stuck. If, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right now, and uh, it's it's frustrating. I believe a phrase that's often used on the show for rough moments, and, and given that you know. We haven't played a lot of good football here last seven years. I uh, could use it again. Damn it, man. Right? Damn it, man. Well, and I want to say that when some folks that I have as sources reached out to me uh, in the last 24 hours and said, we might be in a little bit of trouble here. There's, there's some stuff. There's some tough circumstances that, uh, that we didn't see uh, happening. Uh, I thought, I did the I did the nod. I read the text. Mm. Okay, okay, that's a toughie. Can't have nice things. And then I went outside and played with the kids, because that's that's where I'm at now. I'm like, okay, I don't trust it. No, no, you need to become a worse father when you get news like that. <laughs> what I what I need to do is assume the answer is always no. No, he's not coming. But Jeff, he's here now. He's he signed. He's he's they're moving him into his football dorm. Nope, nope, don't believe it. Well, no, here he is. Here, look at him. There he's walking. Nope, nope, don't believe it. I'll see at practice. If he's there, then maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, I can confirm something for you. Mm. We'll have good weather for our golf tournament. We did indeed. Yep, we can confirm that. That's a yes. Perfect weather for the golf tournament, and a thanks to everybody who participated. A thanks to all of our sponsors. A thanks to all of you who helped out in any way, shape, or form. Because ultimately, that was the good news of the weekend, was, uh, or heading into the weekend, was that it was a rousing success, and the charity did quite well, which is the goal. And I'm really pleased, and they were a lot of fun to work with as well. So moving forward, that'll be a, that'll be a go again next year. If you didn't get to play this year, hopefully you'll have the opportunity to sign up as quick as possible when we announce it next year, because... It is, um, it's, it's a tournament that's going to continue to do well. I can tell. People are uh, supportive, and uh, I'm appreciative. It's Jeff Cambridge, 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Short segment here is we'll make way for Ira in about five minutes. So why don't we preview a big, uh, I don't know, Florida State uh, LSU game week two? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so what's I'm the gonna, starting O line? I'm going I'm I'm to exclude the Duquesne game. Although we do enter into now that everything is behind us with the spring game. By the way, can I just say that adds to this a little bit, that dour feeling like, damn it, the spring game stunk too. Just an avalanche of ass right off the bat here. Just just like, ah, all this stuff is not good. Wait, what did you say? Oh, I don't like it. An avalanche? <laughs> you can't. Where do I fly? And then, not only that, as you're dealing with the avalanche of ass, you're thinking, well. You did say that. Soon enough. Soon enough, there will be games. No, no, there won't. Did you watch the USFL? No. Me neither. Did you even know it was on? Uh, Did you accidentally stumble across it? No, somewhat I knew that it was on. Like, I knew it was going to be on during the weekend. I couldn't have told you what time or what channel. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I didn't know either. And I don't know that, that I'm going to uh, make the move over there. It's just not the right season. I can never get past it. I've seasoned on over. I'm over here to baseball. I've got the hockey playoffs coming up. I watched the NBA playoffs. The Tatum basket at the end was exhilarating. Were you watching the end of that game? Uh, it was awesome. Kind of on Twitter I was watching it. That game was incredible. Yeah. That had the back and forth that belied the matchup to begin with that I thought, yeah, here we go. I just saw the birds, you know, the three birds. The single and then the double bird. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> good. Get your butt up. Oh. No, I lo- I mean, I loved it. It was riveting. That's the series that everybody wanted to watch anyhow. I was actually pretty pleased with how that exchange went for both ends of it. I don't like Kyrie. I don't like the fans of Boston. But as long well, as but- nobody's throwing stuff at people or, right, or shouting right. no, epithets or punching each other, then, not, yeah. okay, this is the playoffs the way I remember it. Yes, it's ugly, but it's not so ugly that we crossed that line. You probably just need to drop an F-bomb and not shoot the bird. You know, that it used to be that, you know, you would just yell at fans, but okay, whatever. I, you know, there have been so many instances across sports where people are running onto the playing surface well, or the have that, players no. are running into the stands. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is how it's I remember in the 90s. These are the, these are the good old days. I've often wondered what I would do in that scenario. You know, players are taught under, under no circumstance. Now, there are lines that can be crossed where you are a man, and if somebody were to assault you or, uh, you know, come after your, your family in some sort in the stands, like you would, okay, all bets are off at that point. We all know what that line is, right, whatever that is to be crossed. And there are fans who have crossed it across every sport where you've seen something happen and you go, well, you know, Kind of had to do that there. You know, you, you, at some point you want the fan to take a whooping. Uh, but if it's just that they're yelling at you, 
especially after a loss or whatever it might be. You know, they they tell all the leagues tell their players like just keep it walking, man. You can't right, win that right. battle. You have a lot more to lose than they do. You have a lot more to lose than they do. But I always wonder, there I mean, tough losses right after it happens. Mm. Well, I just love the moment with the double birds behind the head. Like the shot, you can't see what he's doing, but you know what he's doing. And everybody's laughing and smiling. And they're like, hey! You know, it's just. Because they're laughing because they got to him. Right, right. But it's at, that's almost an innocent way of, of banter back and forth because they're not throwing things. They're not getting purple faced and screaming like that lady in Miami did to LeBron. Remember that, that lady? Was bizarre. That was, I mean, uncomfortable. Plastic, I just remember the, the lady. Surgeon patient. I just remember the lady that hated Jim uh, Jameis down in Miami, flipping him double birds the whole night. Oh yeah, the yeah. whole night, right, right in the end zone. Right. The pain in her heart. That was something to bathe in those tears. It was the thing of beauty. The frustration on her face as she watched her worst nightmare play out. And because Dalvin reminded her, she and McCarron's mom. <laughs> I forget about that, too. That's always good. All right, I said it before. Short segment here. Let's come back. Let's have Irish Chappelle on. Talk about uh, Mr. Mims and uh, the reporting of and uh, where we're at now. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Kemper Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. If you're listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, thanks so much as uh, well. We're going to bring him in right now. Ira Chaffel, WarChant.com, the website. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm good, Jeff. How you doing, man? I'm well. Listen, before we go any further, can you confirm that Maryland's defensive tackle, Daryl Jackson, is going to sign with Florida State? I am not going to confirm that, Jeff. Damn it! Damn it! I wanted to break the news here. I wanted to make this happen. Uh, but alas, we'll be left in the lurch. I'll put this in the back end, and we'll deal with the, the story at hand here. Let's talk about Mims. Obviously, this is a timeline that we should go back through. Uh, obviously, Ira, you reported for us on Warchant.com, uh, and, and, and so it is that now that we find out He's removed his name from the portal, and he's not coming here, but rather staying at Georgia. I don't know where you want to begin, but I owe it to you to start wherever you'd like. Obviously, you did the reporting on the story, felt confident about it, had sources. Uh, you're an established and well-thought-of journalist and have been for a very, very long time. If you'd like, just take us through this process and where we stand. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think like you and I, you and, I and Tom have talked a little bit about it off the air the last week, the last, I guess, the last four or five days anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't necessarily, uh, cover recruiting in, in the standpoint of, um, trying to break recruiting stories. We have people that cover recruiting on a more, uh, regular basis. Um, but I got information that I believed, um, uh, was credible and I know who was from it, the, the fact that it was credible. And I believe at the time, I think that there was every indication that, uh, Marius Mims was going to sign with Florida State or, or transfer to Florida State. And, um, you know, in the in the time since then, he has uh, apparently changed a heart and 
pulled his name out of the transfer portal. So it's, um, you know, I think part of what with this process, I think one thing I've certainly learned through this process, and I think, um, you know, it's probably exacerbated now because of what's going on in the transfer portal and all the changes to the college football landscape with NIL deals, all of the things that are going on in player empowerment. Um, you know, now, with, especially with transfers, uh, until they actually enroll, enroll in, you know, in your school, it's probably going to be tough to, to know that that's going to happen. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's unfortunate. I wish it worked out better for Florida State. I wish, um, you know, I kind of wish I hadn't reported it just from the standpoint of, um, you know, it, it turned out to change. But when, it, when we reported it, that was what uh, the information we had. Yeah, but you have a process and you adhered to that, right? So you didn't willy-nilly do it. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... This wasn't an effort to be first. This wasn't a, a, an effort to scoop because I don't know that the risk-reward that we're talking about here is such that, uh, yeah. that, that if you beat anybody to press on a, on, a, on a situation where a lot of people understood that it certainly looked like he intended to transfer to Florida State, that you win anything there. It's not like you get more subscribers or anything like that or you gain credibility. You did it because of the information, right? Or, or if you'd like, explain it to me. You did it because you had a trusted source and you felt like at that point you needed to go with it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's in the reality is the way the recruiting, uh, and commitment process works is very different for a transfer prospect versus for high school recruits. When high school recruits, uh, you know, go on, go through the process, it's a, um, you know, just a much longer process. The, the visits are planned out. Uh, there's a longer, um, you know, just process of, of information coming through, uh, because, because they have a year or more to go through that process with transfers. A lot of times these things are done instantaneously. Uh, there have been transfers who literally have gone in the portal. The day, the day they've gone in the portal, have taken phone calls from a couple colleges and decided right then without taking any visits that they were going to sign with the school or they were going to uh, transfer to a new school. Um, so from that standpoint, yeah, it wasn't the idea wasn't to, to break it because, uh, you know, just to throw something out there, throw it against the wall because we thought it was going to happen. I believed it was going to happen. I believe it was a done deal. It was a formality at that point. So um, it turns out it wasn't. But, I, you know, again, I do think that uh, the recruiting process has always been kind of fluid. I think now in this age with, you know, again, the portal and the NIL deals and all that kind of stuff, I think it's just going to be more and more, um, you know, just more of things like this where you just have to, you know, kind of be as careful as possible and then hope for the best. So I ask you this question not knowing whether you know or not know or feel comfortable saying but I, I do, I'll ask it because I'm sure a lot of people would like to know. Do we know what changed? Do we know what, what happened to change that led to Mims withdrawing his name from the portal and staying at Georgia? Do we have um, anything we, we, the concrete that we can go with there? I, I don't have anything definitive. I mean, I just think that, uh, you know, when he, he went back home, I think there, there was talk while he was here and leading up to the visit that, there, that he might take another visit or two. Um, and then... Uh, all of that got shut down. And, you know, and I think some people made the correlation between, you know, he did have a high school friend who was, was killed in an accident, which is awful. And I don't know if that's related or not, but, but there are, you know, there's a lot of people speculating that he shared on social media. Um, I think a post after it as well. Um, and so I don't know if that's like changed his plans and then maybe it caused him to reconsider everything. I mean, I really don't know, or maybe he just went home and the more he thought about it, it changed his mind. But, um, you know, it wasn't until, Late yesterday, there started being some reports out of Athens that, that, that he was talking to people back at Georgia and was thinking about staying, and then uh, this morning we found out for sure. Do you believe that 
he or anybody in his camp used Florida State to try to get a better deal than what he existed than what existed at Georgia, or do you don't think it's it's that at all? I mean, it's hard for me to say. I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I I just don't think you need to go through all that. I mean, I think there are players on college campuses around the country who are you know uh, you know if they feel like their value is is at a certain level and they think other schools might be able to help them get NIL deals or bigger NIL deals. I think you're going to see more and more of that going on and players, schools having to kind of re-recruit their players and try to keep them from, from doing that. Um, I, I'm not going to say that this guy came down here explicitly to play Florida State. I think it's more likely that he was sincerely interested. He really likes Alex Atkins. There's a great opportunity to play at Florida State. I mean, that there everything. There were so many things that lined up well for Florida State in this situation where you know he's got a um, – you know, uh, opportunity for playing time, a great relationship with the coaching staff. It's not far away. It's basically similar distance to Athens. Um, and, uh, you know, he was going to fill a huge need and, and all of those things. I think, you know, it made a lot of sense for him to come to Florida State. But I don't think um, he could have done that a bunch of different ways without the, the way it played out. He didn't take any other visits, though, right? When he was in the right. portal, the only place he came to was Tallahassee to speak to Florida State? Correct, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if if it was a play, he could have gone to other schools and seen what they had to offer, and you know what what other opportunities were out there, and then and then come back to Georgia. There's there's no incentive for him to come out of the portal this quickly, um, just after one visit, if that's what he was trying to do. So I don't think it was that. I think it's just circumstances, you know, in his life or his opinions or whatever changed, and uh, it's just uh, you know unfortunate for Florida State. Uh, final thing on this, Ira, I'll ask you. Obviously, we know that you had the information that you did, and you stand by that, you stand by the reporting, and so you went went to press, if you will, and, and wrote the story. Is there any element of this that you regret? Uh, I mean, I think from, from our standpoint, there's a couple of the wording things right off the bat, um, you know, and I've, and I've expressed that on our message boards a couple of times. It was hard to, to, to say what was actually happening because um, it – I didn't want to use the word commitment in, in the story, and I didn't use the word commitment in the story or the headline because I didn't feel like that's associated now with a guy doing a social media post. And in an edit, like, especially with the high school prospects, you, you know, again, the transfers are a different animal because a lot of times this is a business decision. It's not necessarily going through the whole press conferences and, and putting out videos and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot less fanfare. So I didn't want to use the word commitment. Um, I also didn't want to just say that I, I wasn't sure how to write it at first. Um, so anyway, I, what I wrote was that he, the headline was he's to transfer to Florida state. And I said in the story that he's going to sign with Florida state. I definitely should have said, um, I should have definitely said, um, he's intends to enroll or something like that, or, or intends to enroll or something along those lines. Um, and when I did, you know, I did go back and change the wording a little bit on the message boards later, but, um, you know, so from that standpoint, because it was the first time I, We've we've dealt with something like that, quite those circumstances. I wasn't exactly sure to to uh, how to word it, uh, so I could have word handle it better. Uh, and then the other thing that was really unfortunate was we we do you know commitment videos ahead of time, and we you know if we if there's a player we expect to commit on a certain day, we'll do a video ahead of time. We had one of those done, and so when the news went live, we published the video. I wish we had not done that because. Again, it made it seem like it, the kid had announced it and the kid had not announced it. So, anyway, just kind of a, you know. Lesson learned, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, one last chance. Daryl Jackson, any word on Daryl Jackson? 
Dude, I'm down the phone with you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Be well, sir. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Thanks, brother. Be good. Ira Chaffel, his thoughts on the Mims situation. Obviously, he wrote the story uh, that we published on warchant.com. And over the weekend, circumstances shifted, changed the direction of this story. Understandably, it's not a great look. But Ira, being uh, the professional and man that he is, I knew he'd come on and talk about it today. And he did. And I appreciate that. Just couldn't get him to commit on this Daryl Jackson thing because uh, I felt like we could scoop all the while fixing, you know, a little simultaneous. He's an interior guy, right? That player? I don't know. Did we really need another one of those? It's a defensive tackle. Yeah, I mean, got a lot of good ones. But is he coming oh, here? Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio at Warchant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Denzel Ward is the happy man today. The Browns signed Pro Bowl cornerback Denzel Ward to a five-year, $100.5 million contract. That includes seventy-one, just over $71 million of that guaranteed. So it sounds like they were just waiting on the Gilmore contract in Indianapolis so they could see the figures and you know dot the I's and cross the T's. Six more years through 2027 is the contract for Ward with Cleveland. And so it is that... Um, He's a uh, he's a he's maybe a pantless guy right about now. I mean, it. Uh, I know if I sign that contract, pants aren't necessary. Feeling pretty good about the the direction we're headed at that point. I know we need to do this. We'll do it in a second. First, though, let me tell you about our partners, Chad and Shannon. They're part of the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Don't want to deal with um, an intimidating mortgage process. Nobody does. And they, you know, basically designed this process for you to understand it. It's simplistic. It's straightforward. It's speed. It's great service. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and a transparent line of communication. That's what you want. That, some people would say, is a five-star mortgage experience. I agree. You're going to uh, get a different kind of mortgage experience with my friends here, Chad and Shannon, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Appreciate their partnership with the Jeff Cameron Show. And uh, appreciate you guys reaching out. FSUHomeLoans.com. Check it out, FSUHomeLoans.com, or give them a call today, 844-FSU-LOAN. Losing my voice on a Monday. What is going on here? I cannot shake it. I feel great. Every once in a while, though, you have that uh, wheezy cough. Sounds like a, you know maybe like a traffic lady who works in the radio Smoking four packs yeah, a right. day, yeah. No. Or uh, what's her name that does the VJing on uh, MTV back in the day? Nina? Oh, Nina yeah, Davis? Because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. on that she channel was- now. Man, and you're like, she, oh, man. Road hard, put up wet. <laughs> she lived the life. Man. Coming up next. Yeah, oh, she, yeah. Nina Blackwood, isn't it? Yeah, Nina yeah, Blackwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, back in the day. I remember as a kid, as a, as, you know, like a, a I think teenager. we knew the other Nina. That, that's, yeah, whoops. yeah, yeah. Nina, Sorry, Nina. Yeah, uh, Nina Blackwood, who, uh, who back in the day, because of her crazy heavy metal blonde hair, I was like, oh, she's a wild one. I want to party with her. Which sounds like lots of people did. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Sounds like many people we got did. got some Bon Jovi coming up next. <laughs> North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full 
online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today at NorthFordaPayroll.com. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Philip from North Florida Payroll Services joined us out there on the links. Finishing second. Yeah. It's a good Doing good some job. things. Yeah. They sponsored the putting contest, too. I heard Corey had an over 500 record. It wasn't domination, but it was a win. Well, you got to do the same putt repeatedly, right? I would think you'd probably figure it out at some point. He actually sunk it against North Florida Payroll. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your sponsorship. You lose. Get you some of that. Giants, Mets, Alex Cobb, Tyler McGill. Rays, Cubs, Shane McClanahan, McClanahan! Kyle Hendricks goes for the Cubs. Oh boy, here we go. Pirates, Brewers. Looking at you. Zach Thompson, Eric Bauer. Should be a good match. Buckers are 500. Angels, Astros, Michael Lorenzen, Luis Garcia. Phillies, Rockies, Aaron Nola, Chad Cool, former Pirate. Not any good. Orioles, A's, Spencer Watkins, and Frankie Montas. We've got the Reds and the Padres. Nick Lodolo, Sean Manaya. Oh, heavyweight fight tonight. Going to be tuned in if I'm up that late. We'll see. Braves, Dodgers, Oscar Noah, and Clayton Kershaw. Got to leave Clayton Kershaw in in a perfect game. That what are we doing? Ridiculous. What are we doing? If his arm falls off, who cares? You've gotten your World Series. He's a franchise player for you. More you than him, one. You let him go for it. He's only at 80 pitches. <laughs> yep. It's not like 110 pitches no. with two innings to play. Come Insanity. On. Not what you do. Not what you do at all. That's bad for baseball. I'd have find him. Twins, Red Sox already played. Dylan Bundy and Rich Hill were on the mound. White Sox, Guardians postponed. Dallas Keigel, Shane Bieber. D-backs, Nats postponed as well. Tomorrow you'll get Madison Bumgarner and Josiah Gray. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Yeah, you know, uh, the first two... I guess it's the first two to three weeks of the season. You get the, I mean, I already purchased it, but you get the MLB package for uh, for free, I think, right? Man, I, I, I hate being the one. I have to let down family members and others who are all excited. Like, I got it for some reason. It's where I got the whole thing. I'm like, no, it's, it's going to go away. <laughs> They're not going to. I've been watching all the games. Enjoy it now because it goes away next week. There's one year in my life where it just stayed on, and it was cool. But Just by accident? They just forgot to turn it off? Yes. Yes. What a great time. Mm-hmm. You didn't call in and say, guys, I think I'm no. getting this free. I, I, this well, doesn't feel right. I had already gotten MLB TV, but the television package stayed on. So I'd already mm. paid for it, but I was like, oh, well, I guess I don't have to switch the inputs here. I could just stay on the TV box if I want to watch it. I had a maddening experience. It all got worked out, but no thanks to the woman I spoke to on the phone for the better part of 45 minutes after I had signed up for MLB's uh, package, the TV, the whole deal. She called it... Uh, Major League Basketball. Thanks for signing up for Major League Basketball. I'm like, bam, no, no, I didn't. There's no such thing, first of all. Secondly, it's baseball. Let's get this together. Sounds fun. <laughs> Major League Basketball? That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, baseball's been good so far, and uh, I, I spend my evenings pleasantly with baseball in the backdrop as I'm cooking dinner, getting everybody ready to go. 
It's perfect. Yeah, it's strange. I, I'm enjoying a lot more baseball in mid-April because typically this is when the Stanley Cup playoffs have already begun and baseball has to be put back on the shelf after like yeah. a little one-week free trial. It's like that one-week free trial is my own trial. But you got two full weeks until the Stanley Cup playoffs start, so locked in. Baseball every night. So I, I want to close out and revisit this really quickly because we got to probables a little early. Uh, but I, I do think um, that... What I said back when we really did concentrate on what happened with signing day is just going to hold true moving forward. I just I don't think in the in the land of NIL and this this nothing nefarious happened here with the MIM situation. I mean, this is easy in my mind to connect the dots. Not everybody will agree. A lot of people want to be very very angry, and some people are angry. And okay, that's fine. Um, but I I don't think that you can count your chickens anymore ever. Which is going to make it hard for everybody who, um, who who gets information from credible sources, and I mean, like you're just gonna because again, do you think? Because I don't, I don't think it was this nefarious that Travis Hunter knew a year in advance, six months in advance uh, that he was going to do that. I, I think don't. weeks to months in advance. I think he did. I think weeks is probably right. I, I I'm leaning towards fine, maybe over the course of that final month, month and a half. That's long enough for me to be perturbed well, about that. you can that. be perturbed, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think that there was, that this was baked into a long-term plan of... No, it wasn't a troll job from, like, the summer. No, no, I don't think like so. That. I don't think so. And I think, now this is, again, every situation will be unique. I don't think anything happened here, like, as I said, nefarious, or, or even just per the modern way of uh, recruiting or, or transfer portal activity. I... I don't think anything happened where he's gonna he's gonna come here, which he intended to do, and then Georgia comes in and says, "Well, we'll give you some more money." I, I don't think that happened. The question is, with a transfer, at what point? You know, is it like physical? It'll, it'll have to be when they enroll. Yeah, it's going to have to be when they enroll. I think that's the lesson here. You can't. It doesn't matter what they intend to do. So does the university then? Let's just say the university. You know, they get a call from the athletic department. Hey, we got Coach Norvell on the line. I need you to get enrollment paperwork ready for this player. Like, do they send them as though it, it's an NI or NLI agreement in December for a high school kid? Like, we want to make sure you're committed now. We don't need eleventh hour stuff. We need you to sign enrollment paperwork. Or can you not do that? On like, I don't, I, I don't know, know I, what the rules are. I don't yet. know either. I don't know either. Do you have We're to wait until to... the semester starts, or, or there's a, there's an open period, or, or will there be an exception made, or is it just that you'll never have a paper, piece of paperwork to sign as a transfer? Even though I don't think this situation played out in a way that's underhanded or, you know, uh, again, I don't think that somebody, like I would have, what I was more worried about during this process, okay, once Ira's report came out, what I was more worried about is not what happened, but rather that he would go down to Miami or over to Florida or anywhere else, Clemson or name another school. That sees the value in his services, obviously, five-star tackle. And that no matter his relationship with Atkins, which is a good one, clearly, that he would get down there and if, in fact, he's at a place where, even if it's temporary, money is no object, then all of a sudden guys are overpaying, attempting everything in their power to sway a kid, giving him a place on the water, Giving him this, this it, it, to the point where it's overwhelming, where you're just like, well, I can't turn that down. I have to do that, right? That was my fear: was that no matter 
the relationship and what his intentions were, because I believe his intentions were to to commit to and, and, and to enroll at Florida State. I believe his intentions are and were to, to play at Florida State, or were to play at Florida State, I should say. But obviously other things happen, and sadly one of those things that I believe, I believe had an influence on his decision, I don't know this, but I believe it did, and it would make sense, is that tragic situation where a, an old high school teammate and friend died in a, in a tragic car accident. And then that would affect you and you're in an emotional state and that would not be the time to move at that point. Like maybe you would just want to be with the family, be around people that were also close with him. And, and, and then, of course, you've got Georgia in your ear trying to convince you to stay. So that all adds up to him deciding, in my, in my estimation, I don't know this, my estimation is that, you know what, maybe, maybe I don't need the transfer. Maybe I have friends here. Maybe I'm wanted here more than I realized. Maybe, maybe now is not the time to leave. Okay. But other scenarios are going to play out where a kid will come and it will look good for us or whatever the school is that has them in, and then they're going to receive crazy offers, which means you're just really never going to feel good in saying that we know, short of a kid enrolling in school. That is the only time that you're going to be able to report it. I, don't, I, I think that's how that's going to be from here forward. Well, and even then, too, you know, with a transfer, it's all right because they have a, a one-free-pass rule. And so they couldn't do it a second time unless they completed their undergraduate yeah, right. education. And at that point, they're open. You know, it's open season again. But even with a high school kid, you know, they come in early enrollee spring. Maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. I mean, I just this is the future of it. This is the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. It's, of where it's, it's going. one of unease and frustration. Yeah. Oh, are, and Lord knows we're on that end of it right now. Well, it, it, the fans are. Yeah, but a coach's job is to be paranoid. And now, and sometimes you know we'd say quietly amongst ourselves what are you paranoid about this for not anymore i right, won't say anything right. like that anymore until there are regulations to help coaches to not be paranoid be paranoid at all times please do well please as do. long as it fuels your efforts to continue to stay on top of things in-house right yeah i mean yeah. obviously i mean there's there's different levels of paranoia and you, know, you don't want to be. Uh, you don't want to appear insecure. But I want it in your mind and in your organization, since we have redundancy upon redundancy in the organization. That you know, if you've got a three star that required no benefits package, other than the scholarly to come here, right? And, and they've he's got, outshined that performance. And he's climbed two people on the depth chart that did have a robust benefits package that only happened after they committed to Florida State and, and showed what they needed to show. That maybe there's a wheel that turns in your brain saying, "Whoop." got to nip this in the bud make sure before we go to exit meetings that we have a benefits package yeah. <laughs> ready for this three-star player who is outperforming their ranking yeah yeah no, you're right it's it's a wild time all right good work out of you good work matthew be well everybody you guys have a wonderful evening we will talk to you or i should say afternoon i'm so used to all the years of being on in the evening but uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow take care everybody